Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 17, chapter 193. He delivers Fra Simone, the Capuchin, from a complaint of his arms. Fra Simone, a Capuchin, had been suffering for 10 months with a complaint affecting his arms that originated from catching cold. He was reduced to such a pitiable condition that he could not put his hands behind his back, neither could he lift them up. When he was celebrating Mass, it was only with great difficulty that he could elevate the sacred host. And he could not put on the priestly vestments before Mass unless he had someone to help him. He also suffered severe pain, which troubled him continually, being especially acute in his left arm, which was the worse affected. The movement of this arm was so restricted that he could not raise it enough to scratch his head. He tried medical treatments, but none of them did him any good. The affliction was getting worse when his superiors ordered him to go to Rome in June of 1595. There he heard about the death of Philip and what had happened afterwards and of his miracles. He put great trust in the favor of so blessed a man and asked his brother Monte Zazara, who was one of Philip's disciples, to see if any of the holy man's garments survived and if he would be good enough to get him some to apply to his withered arms. Monte was moved by this story and brought him some of Philip's hairs and a scrap of cloth soaked in his blood, which Fra Simone gratefully accepted. He left Rome without using any medicine for his condition and came back to the town of Campagnano, where he decided one day to apply for the help of the blessed Philip and give up all human treatment, for it was doing him no good at all. To carry out his purpose more effectively, he decided that the following day he would make a general confession of his sins and then celebrate Mass, praying to God with the single intention that he would restore his health through the merits of his servant Philip. He came back the next day and celebrated Mass in his room. Then he took some of Philip's hairs, chopped them into tiny particles, and mixed them with water. He prostrated himself on the floor, where he recited the Our Father and Hail Mary before an image of Christ, then made the sign of the cross with the cup, and besought the Holy Father earnestly to drive away his pain. To this prayer, he added a vow that if Philip procured him his health, he would always keep the vigil of his feast as a day of fasting. On finishing his prayers, he took the cup into his hands, full of confidence. He brought it to his mouth, he drank it, and was cured. He could move both arms very easily and put them behind his back, 
bend them and stretch them. He felt that his right arm was perfectly normal, whereas the left was still slightly restricted in its movements. He could move it wherever he wanted and bend it in any direction. But as he did so, he felt for a moment a mild degree of pain. After applying the same remedy a second time, he soon afterwards got rid of that pain too. Fra Simone was delighted at the favor he had received and gave thanks to God first, then to blessed Philip, telling his friends all about it and repeatedly extolling the praises of the blessed man for the help he had received. The miracle became widely known and was mentioned in many sermons. This was the occasion that began the cult of Philip, which increased daily as new miracles were reported, as it shall increase forever. Thus shall he be honored, whom the king hath a mind to honor. From the book of Esther, chapter 6, verse 9. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, choicest of priests, child of Mary, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What's a general confession of one's sins? And why did Fra Simone think that that was a good idea? Well, think for a moment about Blessed Juvenal. Juvenal and China, Philip's spiritual son, the Oratorian, who was a medical doctor before he became a priest. And when he was a medical doctor, he often would try to get his patients to go to confession before he would treat them. Because he really believed that there was an intimate connection between body and soul. And he really believed that health of soul, that is freedom from the disease of sin, was the most important thing in a person's life, more important than freedom from bodily disease. And so Blessed Juvenal would try to get people to turn their life more and more over to God. Because in the end, health and even science and medicine ultimately derives from God, God who created human reason, human reason which discovered these things. But in the end, we rely on these things because they come from God, who is truth. And so the stress with Blessed Juvenal, the stress with Fra Simone tonight, was that what we must do is turn our lives over to God. And what does the reading tonight keep emphasizing? That all the human means he tried were not working. And even when he got this piece of Philip's hair, which it wasn't what he asked for. He wanted garments. He wanted clothing. Why? Probably because that's how the Lord healed 
the woman with the flow of blood. She touched the edge of his garment and the power flowed out of Christ into the garment, into him. And a garment is a little more respectable. It's a little more, you know, believable that God's power might flow through that. But hair? I mean, who cares about hair? No one likes to, I mean, we lose our hair, we brush our hair, it falls to the ground. We're, we want to get rid of it. If hair falls into our plates, we go to a restaurant, there's hair in our food. It's, we, people are usually kind of disgusted. Hair is not something we like very much. But that's what he was given. And so before he tried this remedy, after all human means had gone away, he decided he would turn to God. And God was seemingly doing great things through Philip. This was the, the place that God seemed to be using, the person God was using. So he was not going to Philip outside of our Lord. No, he was turning to our Lord Jesus Christ, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. But insofar as Jesus seemed to be doing his miracles, in 1595 in the summer through the intercession of this holy old priest in Rome, well, you might as well go where the Lord is working. But before he drank this potion of water and hair, he made this general confession. That is, he looked over his whole life. That's what a general confession is. A confession of the general state of one's soul one's main dispositions, one's main attitudes, and the large sins that one has committed in one's life in order to turn your life in a new direction, to begin again, to begin fresh. Because if this priest could get his arms healed, he would be you know, what people today call a game changer. I mean, he could say mass again. No problem. He could do all kinds of things that he wasn't able to do right now with his bad arms. So much freedom. And so he did the right thing to make a general confession. Now, when should we make a general confession? Well, typically when you get a new confessor, for example. You have a new confessor, that's a good chance to make a general confession. When you're about to get married, about to be ordained, about to set in a new, a new situation in your life, anywhere there's a new beginning, those are beautiful chances to make a general confession. If you've just started to live a spiritual life, Francis de Sales wants you to do an extended period of prayer and examination, and then when you're resolved to live a devout life, you make a general confession as a sign that you're ready to begin again. It's not as though you're confessing sins you haven't confessed before, but you're renewing your contrition for past sins. And that's what confession primarily works on. It's not our sins themselves that are the proximate, the close matter of confession. The real matter, the proximate matter is our contrition. And if you make a new act of contrition, even for an old sin, the Lord can pour out his mercy upon you in the sacrament of confession. So let us remember 
that the spiritual life that we're trying to lead is the most important thing in our life. And let us remember that we need spiritual fathers. And St. Philip is in heaven. And his miracles are not done yet. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.